Jesus Church College. Join hosts Richard Tamburo and Molly Inman as they chat with other faculty and guests about church, the Bible, theology, and learning the way of Jesus here in Portland. Happy New Year! Today, we are going to talk about an examine prayer to help us grasp everything God's got to say for this year. Hi, everyone. Welcome to 2021 and the podcast. I am here with Molly and Shelby, two of the funniest people we've got on the podcast today. <laughs> I'm honored. Wow. <laughs> I was not expecting <laughs> Me neither. Well, you didn't hear, did you hear the whole of the sentence? It was kind of backhanded as well. But oh, yeah. The funniest people on the podcast on today. The podcast today. Oh. oh. Oh, so it's like you're my favorite <laughs> daughter, but you only have one you, daughter kind of yes. thing. Yes. You're my favorite middle child. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. we always say to our middle child yeah just to wind him up so it wasn't actually a compliment (laughs) yeah okay moving on (laughs) (laughs) i'll I'll try to sleep these these things see see if people are paying attention we're not i am now (laughs) (laughs) so we are today going to chat through a prayer exercise and like suggest you walk through this it's all in the notes as well But it's an extra special, I mean, we've done quite a few podcasts about different aspects of prayer and hearing God and figuring out what God's saying to you, how God's working with you at the moment, things like that. Mm -hmm. But New Year's is a time when, you know, people, they make New Year's resolutions. They, you Mm -hmm. know, we we know what it's like this time of year, right? You kind of let the past year like fall off your back, (laughs) like shake it loose, off it goes. And then you're like, okay, this year is going to be different Mm. and that's really cool like the fact that we have that cultural moment is is really cool Mm -hmm. also this year you know we've got vaccines have started rolling out um you know there's i I think people are just feeling like a sigh of relief Mm -hmm. like we are stepping into a year that's going to be better than the last year Mm -hmm. right and so yeah there's I know there's probably like emotions already stirring in us to make us want to say yes to like, okay, yeah, what can I put down and what should I be picking up? Yeah. Like they're really good questions. Right. But also I think it's a dangerous time of year because, you know, 2020 was so traumatic for so many people. We might really lean into that sigh of relief and be like, oh, it's all going to be all right. Like, mm. you know, this year Jesus is going to come, save us all, like make it all better. Like it's all going to be good. Mm. Oh. <laughs> and that's all for today. That, <laughs> that's the unfortunate timer that was for the last <laughs> podcast we did. So, so it's not a really short podcast today. Yeah, that'd be funny if it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I, I shared this with uh, Molly and Shelby and they both looked at me blankly because they're not nerdy enough. You really, we really, you guys need to be praying for them. Wow, um, I'm not that funny, and now I'm not nerdy no, enough. No, you're not. Okay, like, you I'm really paying nerd. attention now. Richard. This is the age we live in, man. Like when when I was a kid, if you were a nerd, you just got bullied. But this is like the age of the nerd, right, so I just like right. got to be all about it. But I was thinking of like uh, Lord of the Rings and the Return of the King, and it's this kind of moment of like hope swells. Like, all of a sudden, it's going to be different. Like, the battles are going to be won now, you know. And 
and and we do kind of i don't know maybe not all of us maybe not all the time but there's definitely that kind of voice out there in society at the moment mm. like yeah. that and we've got to remember like this is still going to be a super challenging year so i think it's two lies one is like this year's not going to be challenging because then we get a couple of weeks in and it is challenging and we're going to be super bummed mm. like we've got to set ourselves for the fact that there's still loads of rebuilding to do from last year never mind just the normal run-of-the-mill challenges and whatever god wants to do this year mm. yeah so yeah, you're talking mission. about expectations yeah expectations. Well, you might have some thoughts on this <laughs> expectations matter don't they like yes. i think yeah that's summing up basically what you're saying is mm. like if we just think that 2021 is going to be everything the opposite in all of the best ways that 2020 was um we're headed for a rude awakening yeah. so this is a time to kind of make sure we've got realistic and um yeah healthy expectations healthy. for how to step into yeah. this year any yeah. funny anecdotes that about expectation you want to contribute oh this man. is the least leading question i've ever <laughs> i know <laughs> well so shelby knows me well so i'm just a gal with high expectations and it's something that I think, you know, there's two sides of this coin. Yes. There, one side of it is I get, I'm easily excited. You, you know, like when I can set a bar high for something and it does reach that bar, like all is right in the world. I think the, and I think, I think that offers like some optimism, some excitement. I think the fun parts of my personalities can come out when my expectations are high. I think the flip side of that is that disappointment is so easily within reach in my heart if I am not careful to set expectations, not just at a reasonable level so that I can make sure that I'm okay, but also yeah. at a reasonable level so that I can maintain health within my own perspectives, within my relationships with other people. You know, so I, I mean, a funny anecdote. I've got so many. Yeah, come on, spill the beans. <laughs> There's clearly something that's happened. Well, no, okay. I think one of the ones that comes to mind immediately is Jake and I first get married. I've got ridiculously high expectations for birthday. It's just like, it's a fun uh, day for me. I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. I think it's just opportunities where I, I tend to take myself a little bit seriously. And I see my birthday as an opportunity to not take myself so yeah. seriously. It's like a fun day. But my husband, Jake, has so many strengths. And I think uh, the, the, the adverse of that is he gets crushed under the weight of expectations. <laughs> so the combination of the two of us at times can be deadly. <laughs> so, you know, my first birthday rolls around and, you know, I've just got ridiculously high expectations. I just moved here from Portland. I don't have many friends. He's all I've got in my mind. And, you know, bars just set really high. And all you know, to make a long story short, I was... Uh, Come tell us what you were expecting. Broken. Ferris wheel well, in the garden. The pony. Ferris wheel in the garden. No, I think there's just I I the combination of me not articulating expectations, the assumed expectations are what really get me. And I think since, um, yeah, so I think since I that that the two going hand in hand can just be really dangerous, mm -hmm. especially for someone who like celebrating birthdays it doesn't come naturally to them. And so I think it was just a hard season of life. So there it, it isn't something like. Uh, I'm not like keep withholding something like major. It's just one of those things where the day was just like, oh, I just kind of thought that it would look differently. But, I, it, you know, upon reflection, of course, I didn't even articulate expectations. I just placed them all on him to make the birthday, 
you know, be better than, yeah. than yeah. it was, et cetera, so et cetera. You're being a good sport. Thanks for letting me ask you the leading <laughs> question. But you're saying a lot of important things that I think can help frame up the conversation we're going to have. That some of us don't voice expectations as maybe, and I'm not saying you're doing this, but as a defense mechanism, it's mm-hmm. vulnerable. There's yep. risk involved when you let someone into a hope or a dream that you have. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're wanting to put this on the table of like expectation setting is important. And we want to honor the reality that there is some risk involved in that. And um, yet also, if we choose to not enter into that risk, we could miss out on a lot. Yeah. I'm thinking of the scripture that says you have not because you ask not. Yep. And so basically we're framing this up by saying um, we got to hold those two things in tension yeah. here. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because that was that was the second lie I was mm. thinking of was that 2020 was a write off. Yeah. And God didn't do anything. And God, you know, there were no, there were no blessings. There were no good things. Mm-hmm. Because then, when we feel like our expectations were crushed, we can insulate ourselves from future pain and disappointment by not expecting anything. Yeah, totally. And if we walk into this year, if we allow ourselves to look back and think that was a write-off, we're kind of setting ourselves up to walk into this year. I mean. It can look lots of different ways. I, I mean, it can just be like a really unhealthy, like an obviously unhealthy, like, what are you looking for this year? Nothing. Yeah, it's a defense like mechanism. Like a teenager version. Yeah. Yep. But it can also, well, whatever God wants to do, which is just a way of saying, I've become entirely passive. My mm-hmm. faith has become entirely passive. It's not really active anymore. Yeah. Also really unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think it behooves us. Mm. It's like a word you find on Christmas cards this time of year. <laughs> Good old fashioned word. Behooves us to really do some like soul searching and ask God like, okay, in, cause I know for me, so this is like, part of this is I was praying for the podcast and part of this is like, hey, what's God been showing me as I've been praying about mm-hmm. this turn of the year? Like, man, I bet there's so much good stuff God's been like doing and trying to show yeah. me this year that I've missed. Cause I've just been so discombobulated another good word this is like awesome you're such a nerd we should we should have like word bingo for the podcast like if you can get all your words in you get a free lunch or something that could make it really fun we used to do that at college we'd write lab reports in physics and have to get phrases in my my friend once managed to get i've got a large rubber duck in my bath into her lab report which was but anyway i digress in the messiness in the discombobulation of this year yeah I was just thinking, man, there's so much stuff that the the challenges of this year keep hitting me like a brick and then it kind of jars loose the like thread of conversation of what God was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, so I feel like this is a year where like I feel like I'll just be glad to see the back of it. But God's been speaking to my heart like there's good stuff here, though. Don't miss the good stuff mm. because you really need it. Because this next year is still going to be challenging, and that that stuff is going to help fuel your ability to trust me this year. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, I think it's, and, and New Year's can be that way, any year. Mm-hmm. In fact, most weeks of the year we can have these dangers, but this year in particular, I've just yeah. that's where I was praying about it and thinking like, man, this could be a really dangerous time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like absolutely. People could really deceive themselves at this point and then be really hurt later on and i know god doesn't want that yeah 
And I, and I think in the midst of that, we miss out on an opportunity to see where God was already at work in, yeah. the, in the lives of his people. And I know that God did like some really sweet work in his people this year. And if we just turn our backs to it because we're just so done with this year, I mean, I even, I, you know, my, the themes that kept coming up in my prayer time with God is that he was calling me to perseverance because I just wanted this year to be over with, Mm -hmm. you know, I just felt my weariness setting in, in a new way of saying like, okay, maybe, you know, endurance has been like, you know, what we've been pushing through this year, but December hit and I was like, I'm just done fighting. I'm just done, you know, trying to, you know, see perspective and hold optimism and all these types of things. It's like a Jonah moment. Yeah. I'll just just be over here lying down under this tree. I'm just done. Exactly. I'm just done. um, But I think that that attitude, though it's important to acknowledge before God that that's how we're feeling, I think an opportunity to not turn our back on what God has done this year is advantageous to our spiritual growth. Like if we just say God did nothing in 2020, that's just a huge gap in our spiritual formation that we miss out on if we don't tune into what God was up to. I mean, I even think about, I pick a word for each, well, that was a simplistic way of saying it. I asked God to give me a word for this year so I can focus in on maybe mm-hmm. what he wants me to do. One of the words I heard this last year was like fun. He wants me to have fun with him. He wants me to learn what it means to have fun. And it would be so easy for me to look back and be like, 2020 wasn't fun at all. Mm-hmm. Rather than to be like, wait a second. I actually had some of the fun, like most fun moments of my life in 2020 because I was offered an opportunity to get creative with the way that I had fun. It wasn't, you know, yeah. the, the typical things that you could do where you would go on a vacation or, you know, do this and that. But God, so anyways, yeah. all, all that to say, it's be, it'd be so easy to be like, oh, God didn't show up with me and teaching me how to have fun with him mm. rather yeah. than to say like, where did he show up? Because yeah. I know that he did. And you're modeling for us in just what you just shared of what we're going to be unpacking in this podcast. Like I just got to sit here and listen to you be like, I was feeling this. So I spent some time reflecting on it. I was able then to hear what God wanted to grow in me through it. And now I'm stepping more fully into that reality. There's a gift that we get to start to unpack just in creating space to reflect and hold up a mirror to Mm -hmm. maybe some of the assumptions we made or the generalizations we made. And so whether or not you realize that, I feel like you're even modeling for Mm -hmm. us, like what we're getting ready to unpack together, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that language you used holding that mirror up, like that's what the prayer of examine, Mm -hmm. if we haven't mentioned what we're leading you through prayer of examine. I think we did. Okay, good. (laughs) Reminder. Reminder. It's the prayer of examine. It's that mirror. Dive into it. Yeah. 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 And it's a mirror. I mean, it's prayer, but it uses, I mean, like scriptures mm-hmm. folded into this as well. Just when you say the mirror, I think of the word as a mirror. You know, we look into oh, the perfect yeah, law yeah, of yeah. love and then if we walk away unchanged, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's it's prayer and then it, but it's trans it's seeking transformation. Right, not just information. Not mm-hmm. just information yeah. as well. Yeah. Um and it's it's uh I mean, it has loads of different forms, loads of different ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. But the the basic building blocks, like you're talking through, Molly, you just gave some language to it of like reflect, listen. And, you know, these are things Christians have been doing for thousands of years mm-hmm. as well, which is really cool. So there's a, a heritage of where we're saying, hey, try this. Not because Molly's being really creative and has come <laughs> up with a crazy idea. Yeah, no. 
But because generations of Christians have found this to be a really fruitful mm-hmm. um, approach. Yep. And so it's a really good tool to learn as well. And uh, for those of you who participated in our 21 days of prayer, the prayer of examine was actually one of the things that we placed on offer to say, hey, this is an ancient spiritual practice Mm -hmm. that, like you were saying, Richard, people um, throughout church history have participated in. And it has been one of those things that have been tried and true to people's relationship with God of cultivating intimacy, offering perspective, inviting God into circumstances, et cetera, et cetera. So we're just excited yeah, like Richard said, not to offer this new thing that we just had fun with, but yeah. to an, to inspire an ancient practice of prayer uh, placed before you guys mm. that some of you might be familiar with. Yeah. So let me ask you, like, practical. If someone's listening, they're like, what's this going to look like? Is this like go lock yourself in a cabin for three days type exercise? Is it, you know, do it this week, 10 minutes every morning? when you sit up in bed with your coffee, Mm -hmm. like what would be a good way to approach this? Yeah. So as not to make it super confusing, you could do both. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think there is a world in which for those of you who regularly practice the rhythm of Sabbath, like this would be a really sweet opportunity to carve out uninterrupted time with Jesus. Um, Time that doesn't necessarily have like a time stamp on the end of it where I got to get to work or I got to pick this up or et cetera, et cetera. Just maybe some uninterrupted time with God. If that is not the season of life that you find yourself in, I think this can also be translated into those daily moments that we show up with um, God to, um, yeah, to encounter him, to, to hear from him, to read uh, his scriptures, etc. I think if you've got that daily rhythm locked in, this is an easy way to kind of modify it for a daily encounter with God. But I think the way it was designed, so maybe ideally it would be kind of carving out some uninterrupted space, whether it be an hour, a three, three hours or an entire day, depending upon how much time you need just to, yeah, examine yeah. a, an entire year. It, it, it is kind of a long time to ex, to invite God to examine. So and you it might, might need some It might all depend as like how much has God got to say? Right. How ready are you to hear the things? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like there's all those extra challenges. So there's no like. No, there's no. We can't say it has to look a certain way. It's yes. really accessible. can yep. look lots of different ways. But the object is to take all these pieces get fitted together. Yes. Yes. So that's the extra challenge if it gets spread out. All right. So where do we start? We start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. <laughs> <laughs> that's a movie I've watched. Sound of Music. Oh, yeah. is it Sound of Music? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, right over my head. I, I was thinking of a Beatrix Potter book. <laughs> no, she sings it. I think it's the sound you of should music. sing it. No, it. I'm not. Gonna, I knew you were gonna ask. <laughs> I saw it on your face. Shelby's getting like some evil glints in her eyes. <laughs> she gets this face. Oh, you should eyebrows go up. You I, should I'm riding this. the wave of joy from our last podcast. <laughs> Just bringing it into the new year. <laughs> um, okay, so we're starting. So, at the are you sitting comfortably? yeah good we'll begin yes yes um 
The first is to become aware of God's presence. You know, language we use at Westside is to open ourselves up to the Mm -hmm. love of God. And that looks different for different people. And I think it also looks different depending upon how full your brain is, how overwhelmed your heart is. I think it's taking that time to slow down our heart and our mind to the pace that the Spirit wants us to enter into when it comes to communicating and communing with God. For me, that looks like taking a few deep breaths of, of even visualizing that my mind like a five lane highway comes down to one lane you know Mm -hmm. I've got all these thoughts stacked up and they're all driving in different directions and slowly the spirit just starts to like slow my mind down to just the things that he wants me to think about um yeah Shelby are there any things that you like handholds that you do to help enter into God's presence I mean the practicals I think you're nailing them on ahead help like taking time to breathe and to notice I think the practice Mm. of just noticing what is coming up for me and then almost like using my imagination to uh write it on a to-do list in my head and then just kind of put it to the side. But I think something that I would just add to what you're saying that's important about starting here by opening ourselves up to the love of God, inviting the presence is to go forward knowing that you're not doing this alone. Mm -hmm. Like for me, if I'm going to reflect back on some stuff that didn't feel good, that was painful, that was maybe even traumatic, that's not super fun. And that's really not a place I want to go back into by myself. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important for us to recognize, like we do this in partnership with the living God who is present with us. And in doing that, he might give us a different perspective and um open us up to potential healing as we go backwards on that journey with him yeah 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 good i'm glad you said write it down because i'm actually i don't know you can be running at 100 miles an hour carrying 16 things yeah and to then like screech to a halt okay jesus i'm here you know it's just like that's not real like i'm not gonna do that so to actually whether they just need to go on my to-do list or, okay, I actually need to talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. But instead of being like, okay, Jesus, blah, 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 you know, a million things, I'm just going to write some stuff down Yeah, to let myself know you're not going to forget it. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You can just put that down for a moment, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. It's so useful mm-hmm. to, I don't know, to create that, like that little space of calm, like, where you're not trying to problem solve something on the side, like, but my brain's working on some other thing (laughs) or, you know, um, and my brain so tries to do that all the time. Like I can just in a conversation with someone, my brain's like trying to run off somewhere else, you know? So Mm -hmm. actually just writing stuff down. So useful. Yeah. I have some people like, I'm just going to listen to a little bit of music, just like still my heart. Like, Even like, I mean, sometimes it's worship music and people find that an encountering kind of thing. I don't necessarily find that useful. It's more of a, uh, at least listening to some music gets me from 100 miles an hour down to 50. And then I can just, you know, start praying and breathing and writing some things down to Mm -hmm. get to actually rest, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it could take, it depends on how the day is going. Yeah. All the time of day. Yes, sometimes absolutely. this is really hard takes a while sometimes you're right there yeah and season of life like i find myself um sometimes my mind is just filled with <laughs> things mm-hmm. and other times it's a lot easier to enter into even noticing like the season of life you're in and having grace for the season of life you're in there's not like a right or wrong way yeah 
um, especially if you've got kids you can have like an ideal picture of what you would like it to be and then a kid's crying right (laughs) and it's really hard but just to allow yourself the grace of like ah the version of calm this might look like for me is holding a baby yep yep absolutely um yeah so the second um once once we've you know, opened ourselves up to the love of God. I love what Shelby said, making sure we know that we're not at this alone and slowing ourselves down to the pace that the spirit, you know, is inviting us into the second, um, the second step, if you will. Is should, we, should we say how many steps there are? There are five. There you go. Just, I thought if you're listening, you're like, man, they're going to be 20. Like, and I step don't know 22 if I can handle this. is. <laughs> just, just five. So it's okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're making good progress. Mm-hmm. And I think something important that we've hinted around, but it's not like I spend 10 minutes here and 10 minutes here and 10 minutes here. It's as much time as the spirit is inviting you to spend here. Some might be shorter than others. He might have you camp out for a long time in some area and might some, some next step might um, go by rather quickly. So, and sometimes it kind of spills over into the Mm -hmm. next weeks or, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to have to keep talking to God about that. For sure. You know, for sure. Yeah. But the, the, the second step um, is to review the year with gratitude. And I think there's a few layers to this that are important. I think layer one is that review, like we could review the year or we could review the year with gratitude. And I think reviewing Hmm. the year. So different. Yeah, absolutely. So different. I think reviewing the year with gratitude offers us a perspective to see the year through the lens of what God was up to and to, to posture ourselves as thankful for what he's done, even in the midst of some pretty tough circumstances. But I also am hearing myself. And I think this is stuff that we've touched on is I don't, we wouldn't want um, reviewing the year with gratitude to turn into this, like, I'm going to pretend like things weren't hard Hmm. and I'm just going to focus on the good that happened. Like, I think in the midst of really hard circumstances, God could present a way to be thankful. The first thing that comes to mind for me is like, you know, an easy one that I think we all felt was, um, like going out to have fun just looked very different. Hmm. Like going out to eat, going to a movie theater, going to a ball game, whatever. Um, that was kind of taken from us and it would be really easy to be like, Oh, well I'm not thankful for that obviously. Mm. But instead to thank God, to say, God, in the midst of you taking away some of the things that kept me busy, you were able to slow the pace of my life down. And I'm thankful for that, Mm. you know, so that it's, it's not just the things that were easy through this year, but it's also offering perspective to say, what if I could look at the things that were hard from a perspective of gratitude? Mm -hmm. And even, even if it's the smallest thing to be thankful for, I think we can find those things in the midst of our hard and painful circumstances because again this year particularly it'd be really easy like what's the theme well it sucked yeah (laughs) Yeah. really that's all it like that was a hundred percent of the year right yeah and and we might for good reason have a lot of our emotions telling us that yeah that's part of the story here yeah but maybe a way to keep both of those intention like holding up gratitude is to because we're doing this on a year scale is to to allow yourself to remember what were some of the key emotions I did feel maybe Mm -hmm. that came up the most for me Mm -hmm. and just write those down like it was anxiety this felt like a consistent thread it was fear uh it was it was um hope I don't know whatever those key emotions are just like getting those on paper and uh, just asking the Holy Spirit is there anything you want to say about those I think that could be pathway to gratitude yeah Mm -hmm. and I like breaking it down 
Like, have you ever had those like prayer moments when you're around a circle with people? Like, so what's everyone thankful for? And everyone yeah. like looks at their shoes. They're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but if you say, hey, like think of like who's been an important person in your life this year, mm. mm-hmm. and then you say, tell me a person. Like, why is that person important to you? Mm-hmm. You know, oh well, we can all do that. You know, mm-hmm. so almost breaking it down to like. I mean, this is one of these, if you keep a journal, being able to like, if you're like, ah, oh, I don't know, it's a blank for the first three months or something, you can go back and look or yeah. go look at your planner or, but one way of taking inventory is like, yeah, what was like, what was the highlight or that gratitude moment and go through each month mm-hmm. or to think like, okay, what have been the key people this year? What have been my key activities? Um, what were the key events? Or, you know, just asking some different questions to kind of you know we don't i mean that's part of the reason we're praying this prayer right we don't keep the whole year in front of us Mm -hmm. with like perfect recall Mm -hmm. so we're asking the spirit can you remind me can Mm -hmm. you show me Mm -hmm. can you yep right yep and so it's a partnership then of like okay the spirit's going to show me and i want to like get the juices flowing and try and spot what he's showing me and so rummaging around and looking in lots of different boxes that's helpful yep i think too it can be helpful to be like if if it's too overwhelming to start to think through the year as like 365 days because i know i can get overwhelmed by that it can be helpful to think like uh through january and then through february and then through Mm -hmm. march and then through like going the seasons maybe yeah spring summer fall winter Absolutely. Whatever, whatever you feel the spirit prompting you into or whatever you feel like uh, is helping you access the intersection of the spirits guiding in your emotions, mm-hmm. I think is really helpful. Um, that third step is actually something Shelby uh, mentioned. Um, it's, it's that third step is once we've reviewed the year with gratitude is to actually pay attention to the emotions and memories that spoke most loudly in the midst mm. of that. And so asking the spirit the question of what event or conversation or relationship or activity brought up the, this emotion, whether it would be pleasant or disturbing. So we're talking about, you know, joy and hope mm. all the way down to despair, suffering, depression, all those things. Mm. But paying attention to the, the emotions that come up as you review that year and some of the memories that spoke most loudly to you, whether they were positive or negative, I think, yeah. um, it can start to help allow the spirit to tie or at least acknowledge the thread of maybe that's being woven in through the year of like this emotion of anxiety actually came up quite frequently in, you know, the seasons of life that I lived in 2020. And I'm starting to realize that maybe my lack of control of a future I couldn't anticipate was actually really affecting my present. Those types of things like the spirit can help guide you into. Um, Any thoughts on that from? Yeah, I think like I can imagine if you've not done this before, being invited to notice your emotions might sound a bit weird if that's not the normal way you talk about this stuff. Sure. You know, you might think what just like what's happy and what was sad or Mm You know, like, isn't it richer than that? But this can include things like, yeah, that was that felt really valuable to me. Mm-hmm. Or like, that felt like that really was significant or that really mattered to me. Like, mm-hmm. I cared deeply about that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the... Um, I bet it's that difference between noticing, I mean, partly for yourself, like, what were the central things, but, but because you're inviting God to, like, bring things up as well, what was something that was really important to God. Mm-hmm. 
And sometimes we can sort of get analytical and be like, oh, well, that thing ought to be the thing that mattered most. So I'm going to focus on that. But this goes a step deeper and says, yeah, that may have been a really important thing. Like anyone talking about your life would say that was a really important thing. Mm-hmm. But what you're noticing is this thing really mattered too. Or this thing really deeply affected you. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's just sort of a way of peeling back the layers a little bit. Well, I, I don't know. In our education and culture, we're so taught to sort of focus on the big things. Sure. And it, yeah. it might be something that, I don't know, would be really easy to think was insignificant that turns out to be the beginning of a conversation that mm-hmm. could be really profound. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I think too, in the in Christian culture, we tend to have a um, an interesting perspective on emotions um, where we're... That's a good adjective. We're, yeah, we're, af- <laughs> we're afraid to touch them with a 10-foot pole because... I was going to say dysfunctional. <laughs> yeah, sure, dysfunctional might be a more... For some. Yeah. Yes, not, we have a big not range. so beat around the but bush, Christians but. sometimes have been taught that emotions are bad things or dangerous things yep. or things yep. like that, right? Yep. And I think a helpful analogy for me as I undo some of those um, more unhelpful paradigms for thinking through emotion is to acknowledge that though they're not in the driver's seat, they don't drive you forward in what you do and say and, and think necessarily, they're in the passenger seat you need to acknowledge that they're Mm -hmm. there uh sometimes they can be helpful to speak into where you're headed why you said what you said etc they're not the driving force but they need to be acknowledged in that passenger seat um like the symptoms of the soul Mm -hmm. yeah indicators yep absolutely yeah so that third step is to um pay attention to the emotions that speak most loudly through through your journey as you so uh, let me ask you like practical again okay so if i spent and maybe this is like oh i ended up like oh i've been thinking like thinking through the year for 20 minutes now whoa you know and i've got a head full of stuff Mm -hmm. do you try and stay like in the moment of trying to catch what's the spirit showing you as most prominent or are you trying to like record it all like jot it all down to like keep going looking back at like what's Mm. this look like practically yeah i think um and we've said this a few times but just we'll bring it up in everyone is writing this stuff down is really helpful to hold all this stuff in our brain is in Mm. is is an impossible task for me when when i have more than one thing coming up it's often an indication like okay write them all down and then ask the spirit okay which one are we unpacking today if, if it's one of those things where you don't have the time or even emotional energy mm. to like unpack every you know prominent emotion you felt through the year it is something that you can continue to ask the spirit to pr- offer perspective on over the next coming days weeks months etc um so I, focusing in on one could be helpful if you're starting to get overwhelmed with all the things yeah. that are coming to the surface. But there's no need to be exhaustive. No. Say. So there's this no. freedom. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's like always going to be stuff. God's okay that- if he shows you something and then, you know, in a few days time, you're like, hey, can we talk about that thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I would just okay add a quick that. note of like, honor the way God's made you. Like for some of us, writing is going to be the first thing that we do because it's just natural to us. I'm married to someone who's going to write a song about it. for sure and then I know people that like they're going to be able to process that through drawing or painting like this can be creative so I would also just pay attention to what helps you process best as you go on that journey absolutely that's good Uh, all right so step four step four here we go moving the train along whatever the phrase penultimate step yes (laughs) um 
So, oh, actually, so this goes into some of that practical language that you were asking, Richard. So it's the, that fourth step is to choose one feature, one emotion, one memory, and pray into it. Mm-hmm. So while you linger with that memory or emotion, we're settling in. We're settling into what the Spirit is bringing to mind. So maybe it's a single event or maybe it's a pattern of mm-hmm. our behavior that has come to our mind as we reviewed the year. Um, so as we're feeling a little bit overwhelmed, um, maybe with all the things that are coming to the surface, the invitation in this practice, though I think this could be extended into, you know, a couple weeks of praying through these things, is just to take one uh, memory, one emotion, one feature and pray into it. Ask the Spirit to, you know, provide clarity, perspective, um, healing, Mm. uh, those types of things um, into whatever it is that we're feeling. You know, something practical that we mentioned is, you know, if if there was there was a lot of anxiety that was coming up for you, you know, digging down to the root of that of like, okay, I didn't have much control over my circumstances this year. And as I felt anxious, I felt myself reaching for a future that I couldn't (laughs) control and it was perpetuating more anxiety. So Spirit of God, what what does it look like to loosen the reins of wanting to control a future I really have no control over? And what are you wanting me to step into instead? So kind of pivoting from um, maybe a, an emotion that um, has been hard to sit with and asking the spirit to provide perspective on that. Anything that's coming to mind for you guys? Yeah, I want to ask Shelby, because that phrase, I mean, you just exampled it, but <coughs> like to pray into Mm-hmm. You know, if you're listening and you're like, man, I don't spend as much time praying as I'd like. So I feel like my prayers are maybe quite simplistic. And like, I don't really know what this looks like, you know. Mm. Um, you know, at the most basic level, it could be like, well, thank you for that, God. Or, oh, God, I pray you'd do something about that. Or, you know, but you're inviting something that's more of let's have a conversation about this than just... I want to petition God to do something about this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so I was interested, Shelby, like an example or, you know, like to illustrate what that praying into mm. like looks like. Yeah, man, I think this is me peeling back a, a little bit of a layer for me. And when I think back over 2020, I like can't help but also drag 2019 into that as well and so for me I think what that looks like um is I immediately think of a theme of like for me unfortunately it was like a lie that I felt like I was constantly battling was um this feeling like God every time I make myself clear about something that I feel like you've put on my heart and you're leading me into I feel like the exact opposite happens and I'm mad at you like I feel like I can't trust you with some of the deepest desires Mm. of my heart and here's all the ways and in which I felt that and so for me to pray into it means I'm gonna be super honest about how like frustrated these circumstances and experience were for me and I'm also gonna take the next step and be like at the end of the day this is what I started to believe to be true about you is that I can't really trust you like I can't trust you with the deepest parts of my heart um so that's like part one for me and then in 2020, I think I started to see the ways in which that just actually wasn't true. Mm-hmm. So to take what I maybe know to be true in my head, but don't feel to be true and overlay that 
against the experience. And then also right down right next to it, you know, these are the ways in which I saw um, growth. Like these are the ways in which I started to be able to regain trust with you again. Thank you. And that's where the gratitude comes in. But I think for me, it always starts with looking at my experience and connecting the dots between the experience and what I was believing to be true about God or myself, whether or not I know it is the real truth. Does that make sense? Like in our heads, we know things to be true about God, but if we don't feel them in our hearts, there's a disconnect. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I I love there's like a real, the transformative nature of this space is really coming to the foreground for me Mm -hmm. of like, um, I mean, part of this is like knowing yourself, like re- realizing, oh, that's what was really going on in my heart. Yep. That's what was going on in my heart, in my mind. But you can know, but then still be prone to do the same stuff that you're like, I don't like that I do that. I think it's dumb that I do that. But I'd probably do that next time too, you know. But then yeah. in that conversation, maybe God like speaks a truth that then like it changes the way you see yeah. that sort of dynamic. It's about getting to the root of it. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe he invites you to trust him mm-hmm. with something. Mm-hmm. And there's all the difference in the world between knowing generally God can be trusted yeah. and having the spirit say, Hey, that worry, I've got that. Yeah. You can, you can let me care for that. Yep. Like, and then to, to extend trust, like that's where the transformation happens totally. as we interact yeah. with God. Yeah. And they can be, well, I mean, it can be also, it can be like profound. Wow. I'm just different. Yeah. Like my, my life just changed yeah. or it can be like incrementally growing. Yeah. And, and what that was changing. for me, like what I know the Lord grew and like the truth that he sowed into me was Shelby, your timing is not my timing. And just because you're not experiencing um, the felt reality of something in the time frame you want, it doesn't mean who I am isn't true. And yeah. he, that was a journey. And I'm on the other side of that. So grateful doesn't mean it's fun when you're in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the gift of the prayer of exam and is it helps you connect some of those dots and enter into the gift. Yep. Yeah. That's Absolutely. awesome. Okay. So that, are we at number five? That final step. Here we go. Um, is looking toward the new year. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've spent time inviting the spirit of God to guide us in our 2020 experience, whether it was good or bad asking that he would provide gratitude uh, in those moments, uh, whether they're filled with joy or with sorrow and like connecting some of those emotion pieces and finding what the, what God wants to speak through and move uh, by way of transformation. So that, that anticipation into the new year is that turning that corner. And I think some of those things that Richard was mentioning at the beginning with are really helpful. There's a danger in assuming that 2021 uh, erases all the problems of 2020 and we're just given a blank mm. slate. You know, we're, we are still carrying COVID-19 into 2021. It might look different. We might be moving, you know, on the, we might be on the other side of the mountain, if you will, as far as, you know, getting this thing taken care of. But that doesn't mean that we're not still in that felt reality of navigating social distance and masks and, mm-hmm. you know, shutdowns, et cetera. Um, so uh, making sure that we're not naive to think that 2021 is this blank slate where all of our problems from 2020 don't carry over in the same sense, I think, you know, we're wired for fresh starts, I think as Mm. people. And I think the biggest, you know, uh, washing and being made clean is actually found at the foot of the cross. That's why it is such good news at the, at the core of who we are 
is because we are made new by the blood of the cross through his life, through his death, through his resurrection. So we're wired for that, hardwired. Yeah. And so I think fresh starts in the new year are exciting for us. And so this is an opportunity to, um, you know, partner with the spirit to anticipate blessings, even anticipate challenges that await you in the coming year. Thinking of important relationships, important decisions, skills, habits that we want to invite the spirit of God to, you know, bring to focus for us. Is there something that he wants to grow in us? Is there a relationship he wants us to be intentional with this year? Is there you know, a space that he wants us to be more intentional about living missionally. Mm. I think there's an opportunity not just to set goals because I think we're a culture that wants to, you know, set goals for 2021. Like these are all the great things that I'm going (laughs) to accomplish. I think a kingdom perspective on that is what does the spirit want you to do this year? Mm. What does the spirit want to highlight in you, through you? What does he want you to be faithful in? And I think that can be helpful so that we don't feel so overwhelmed to just be tackling 17 different things because yeah. we're all we're just going to get defeated when mm-hmm. none of those things come to fruition. Totally. But actually inviting a kingdom perspective, a spirit-led perspective on what the newness of 2021 could bring in your relationship with God, others, and yourself. Yes. Do you, so to ask you a question, because I feel like the answer is yes, and I'm curious about it. Mm-hmm. In like asking the spirit for a word to be paying attention through the whole year as you like reflect back and you know practice the prayer of examine is that a helpful way for you to see like oh yeah thank you Jesus for showing me that word and here are the ways in which I saw that growth show up in my life Mm. yeah I think the answer is yes and I think the reason it's so helpful I know sometimes it can feel cheesy but the thing that is helpful for me is I tend to get overwhelmed when I'm so general of like, yeah. God, I want to grow this year. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. Like I think the spirit is all about that. Yeah. But because I'm a human or people in process. Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard to be like, if I were to ask that question, did I grow this year? Like, yeah, absolutely. But to get specific mm-hmm. about what God actually wanted to do in and through me after having perspective on the emotions that were coming up, the things that were hard, the things that were good can actually inform and clarify something that God wants to work on me in this next year. So I think those words can be helpful because they're like handholds throughout the year. If you think of rock climbing, they're kind of like that pathway forward so that we don't get so overwhelmed with the general idea of wanting to grow. It Mm. can make it like a specific prayer asked that can have a specific yeah. prayer answered. I love that metaphor of a handhold because if you're climbing a wall and you only are ever looking up at what you still have to mm-hmm. go, it's it's soul crushing. Yeah, so absolutely. I love that practical. That's really helpful. Yeah, mm, I love that specificity because mm-hmm. then you're being proactive yep. instead of just hoping the growth happens, happens to you. To it, gets you. You, it helps you turn that into something proactive. Yep. It's interesting as well how our praying with we're extending trust Mm -hmm. with specificity into 2021 we're anticipating we're looking uh like some of what we might it could be so in the forefront of our our minds what we might want to see happen you know Mm. but then i'm often surprised by things that as i look back and god's like yeah that thing we started talking about or that thing i showed you about nine months ago that's something for this year, mm-hmm. you know? And so it, how this joins up is, is really interesting mm-hmm. um, because you just, 
when you've reflected, you see yourself a bit more clearly. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much easier for God to show you what a healthy next step for you would be. Mm-hmm. And so many times, I mean, we've all been there, right? Like, I thought I was doing a really good thing. You're like, ah, oh, <laughs> that was a disaster. Mm-hmm. And so there's a sense even in which this is a really good thing to fuel our faith and our growth, but also to just keep us safe. Because sometimes, yeah, we we don't know. Mm-hmm. Of course we don't. But we know a God who does. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't we tap into that? Right. This is a way of doing that, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, we get that protection. And I think it's a weird mix of like, avoid the things that we would have done that we really ought not to. Mm. But then also, not just God throws down the gauntlet. It's like, hey, Molly, you should do this. Mm. But it's in the context of like, come with me. I want to do this with yeah. you. Yeah. You know, and yeah. And maturity Making is, it easier to say yes to those things you ought to. Yeah. And maturity is invitational. It's never, I, I think disi- there's there's an aspect of God's discipline that maybe doesn't feel like you would have said yes to the invitation if he offered it. However, I think that pathway f- for maturity by and large is invitational. It's an extension of God saying, I want to make you more like my son. Yeah. So. yeah. All right, Molly, uninterrupted, give us the five. So that whoever's listening, yep. we can just have them in our back pocket, write them down. So good. Number one, be care- beware. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Bad start. Shelby. It was the fun. <laughs> I know. I lost my opportunity. That you had one job at this point. <laughs> exactly. All right. Take two. Become aware of God's presence. That's the first step. Number two, review the year with gratitude. Number three, pay attention to the emotions and memories that speak most loudly. Number four, choose one emotion or memory and invite the spirit to pray into it with you. And five, looking forward to the new year. That's awesome. So go mm-hmm. do that, everyone. We hope you enjoy that time with Jesus and itself will tool and let us know how it goes. Like we'll see you on Sundays or drop us an email mm-hmm. and we're always here for you. All right. God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of the House of Learning podcast. This podcast is produced by A Jesus Church College, based at Westside A Jesus Church in Portland, Oregon. AJC College trains and mobilizes the next generation of kingdom leaders through an accredited four-year degree in biblical studies with an emphasis on leadership and formation. We combine classroom learning with mentoring and ministry apprenticeship for a third of the cost of traditional college. To find out more, Go to ajccollege.org or follow us on Instagram to find out if this is where God could be calling you to explore your calling. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review, subscribe, and share it with someone. And if you have a question you'd like us to chat about, please let us know. You can email us at podcast at ajccollege.org. If you can, send us a 20-second audio recording saying who you are and where you're from along with your question, and we'd love to include it in a future episode.